the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce Hooley. And we are starting hour number two. And it's Friday. It's Freestyle Friday. And we've had a quite a show up to now. And as always... The phone lines are open, 844-TALK-989. That's 844-TALK-989. At 1235, I will be joined by John Patton. He's a crypto expert. And we're going to begin a series of conversations on crypto. What is it? What is the central bank and its involvement with crypto? Have digital dollars been rolled out in other parts of the world? Where? How did it go? What lessons did we learn? And what do we know about FedNow, which is the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States of America, their involvement with digital dollar bills? So we'll talk about that at 1235. And uh, we're going to freestyle. So I'm going to be flexible and flimsy right now. But I think what we may do in just a moment is uh, endeavor to get deep in the weeds on Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost's legal opinion on Ohio Issue 1. I've talked a lot about what I know that it is in my gut. I've interviewed constitutional experts who tell us what it is. Well, Dave Yost is going to weigh in. And uh, I may even read directly from his legal analysis because it's important. And it is a qualified legal opinion. Jennifer Foyt, thank you for spending time with me the last segment, unpacking so many important things involving school boards, particularly Olentangy Local School District. Lad Dilgard called in, and uh, by the way, he sent me a text, and, and he said he wanted to follow up on his recommendations. He said, Big Walnut, it's Zach Duffy and Brandon Hogue, or H-O-G-E, and uh, let's see. Buckeye Valley, Will Wright, and Troy Jeffrey. Delaware, Emmett Jarvis, and Janelle Gassaway. Westerville, it's Diane Jones. Olentangy, there's Ben Weber again. Dublin, it's Darby Everhart, and I hope I pronounce it. It's uh, Likens as the last name, and I believe it's Kearney. Kearney Likens. Lad Dilgard's strong recommendations uh, for Patriot parents on all of those respective boards. So I've been talking ad nauseum about Ohio issue one and why it's important. Well, yesterday, 
Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost released legal opinions on not only issue one, but ballot initiative two as well, which deals with recreational marijuana. Now, we might get into that a little more next week, but today I want to dive in on issue one. I found it interesting when I received Attorney General Yost's press release. It indicated that there's a lot of confusion around this issue. Hmm, I wonder why. I'll tell you why. The enemy sows confusion. Voters, uh, some of them believe that this would amend the U.S. Constitution. No, it would amend the state constitution. Others believe, well, we'll still have the heartbeat bill. Well, laws on the books are inferior to laws in the Constitution. It's important to understand that. So those two things that Dave Yost heard, uh, according to him, were the impetus to his, he and his staff, rather, uh, rendering an opinion. And he said Ohioans will vote this November on issue one, which proposes adding a right to abortion and protections for contraception and other matters discussed in his analysis to Ohio's Constitution. Now, many Ohioans have asked him what the Reproductive Rights Amendment, commonly referred to as the Abortion Amendment, will actually do if enacted. Will it allow any limits on abortion? Will it do away with parental consent or Ohio's partial birth abortion ban? Ohioans deserve to know what they are voting on. And he said this isn't a policy analysis and is designed only to describe what the legal effects of issue one will be on our state. Actually, that's what reporters should be doing. Oftentimes they're giving you the political implications and even at doing that, they're masquerading. Whether issue one is good, bad, or a mixed policy is for voters to decide. The purpose of the analysis is is to describe what the choice is, not to suggest what the choice ought to be, the what and not the why. What the proposed amendment says... The amendment itself is short. It's full text. We'll read in just a moment. It provides little in the way of definitions. By the way, that's called ambiguity. That's called overly broad. That's called sweeping language. This is my analysis, by the way. Some terms found in the amendment reflect language used in legal cases for decades, which partly suggests how courts might read them. And just a refresher, court cases provide case law examples, and case law examples actually feed into the interpretive component of laws because the job of the judiciary is to interpret laws, and they do that by leaning upon other cases that have been decided with similar issues that are related to similar laws. Others have debatable meanings, rendering their interpretation much less certain. It is the uncertainty that makes it difficult to forecast precisely how courts will apply the amendment to certain statutes and hypothetical scenarios if it were to pass. So here's the amendment. I'm going to read this for you. Be it resolved by the people of the state of Ohio that Article 1 of the Ohio Constitution is amended to add the following section, Article 1, Section 22, the right to reproductive freedom with protections for health and safety. A, every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, including 
but not limited to decisions on one, contraception, two, fertility treatment, three, continuing one's own pregnancy, four, miscarriage care, five, and abortion. The state shall not. It does not say the state may not. It says the state shall not. Shall, I I would encourage you, I would implore you to look up what the word shall means legally. The state shall not directly or indirectly burden, penalize, prohibit, interfere with, or discriminate against either one, an individual's voluntary exercise of this right, or two, a person or entity that assists an individual exercising this right unless the state demonstrates that it is using the least restrictive means to advance the individual's health in accordance with widely accepted and evidence-based standards of care. Uh, By the way, evidence-based standards of care raises alarm bells in my mind right away because I just lived through the COVID fiasco and uh, evidence-based facts being written off as misinformation. But I digress there. However, this is back to the language. Abortion may, not shall, may be prohibited after fetal viability. But in no case, not some cases, not asterisks in this such case, in no case may such an abortion be prohibited if in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician, it is necessary to protect, here it comes, the patient's life or health. So in no case may you interfere with an abortion regardless of whether the the fetus is viable if the treating physician deems it to be in the best interest of the health of the individual. What types of health are there? There's financial, there's emotional, there's mental, there's psychological. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Do you see the doorway that's been opened there? Section C, as used in these sections, fetal viability means the point in a pregnancy when, in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician, the fetus has a significant likelihood of survival outside the uterus with reasonable measures. This is determined on a case-by-case basis. I will tell you, again, interjecting here, I have family experience with a child just over 20 weeks being born, weighing less than a pound and a half. Now, if there is something that is a fetus, I would say that might be something that many people who are for abortion would call a fetus. That child is 20 years old today. Survived. Many would argue that that life wasn't viable. We'll continue to unpack Davios' analysis. We're just at the tip of the iceberg on this thing, um, but it's important, so we're going to cover it. That way... No one can accuse you of not reading the amendment. No one can accuse you of not considering the legal implications and and just focusing on the political implications. And you're only going to get that right here on The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor. I'm back with you on the other side of this break. That over there in the bullpen warming up, That's John Patton. He's up next. He's the cryptocurrency expert. He's going to talk to us about digital dollars and the dystopian fears we have of the future. But first, we're going to stay on issue one. I spent some time last segment talking about and unpacking 
Dave Yost's interpretation. This thing's pretty lengthy. It's like 13 pages. Um, but I want to go to this part of Attorney General Dave Yost's analysis. Um, he spends some time, by the way, talking about Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Those are two landmark cases involving abortion rights and the the, the fact that prior to uh, the latest Supreme Court decision that women had a right to abort. Minors had some rights, but parents maintained some rights. But what does this have to do with the Ohio law? Ohio laws that could be challenged and possibly invalidated if the amendment passes. Uh, well, the Heartbeat Act and any pre-viability time limits would no longer have the ability to limit abortions at any time before a fetus is viable. Now, viability is generally thought to be around 21 to 22 weeks. So passage of issue one would invalidate the Heartbeat Act, which restricts abortions with health and other exceptions after a fetal heartbeat is detected, which is usually at about six weeks. No other pre-viability limit would be allowed. Down syndrome discrimination law. Ohio currently bars doctors from performing abortions when they know that the abortion is motivated by a diagnosis of Down syndrome. That law was upheld in court during the Roe v. Wade era. If issue one passes, that law would be invalidated, along with any other laws aimed at preventing discriminatory motives, such as abortions performed based on the sex or disability of the fetus. Particular methods of abortion, Ohio law regulates the methods used to perform abortions later in pregnancy, dilation and evacuation abortions, what Ohio law calls dismemberment abortions, or dilation and extraction abortions, what Ohio law calls partial birth feticide. Ohio's partial birth law was upheld in federal court under the Casey test. Those laws would both be invalidated, and these abortions would be permitted if issue one passes. For both methods, current Ohio law requires doctors to first initiate the death of the fetus, such as by injecting a heart-stopping drug, before proceeding with the termination of the pregnancy and the removal of the fetus. Those restrictions would likely not survive under the exclusive scrutiny test. Pain-Capable Unborn Child Protection Act. It's a 20-week limit. Ohio law currently bans abortions after the 20th week post-fertilization based on the research that indicates that a fetus can feel pain at that stage. If issue one passes, this law would be invalidated and these abortions would be permitted. 24-hour waiting period and informed consent. Ohio law currently requires a doctor to meet with a pregnant woman a day before an abortion and to explain various parts of information about the procedure. The Ohio Department of Health also provides materials giving information about fetal development and social service information, about help available if a woman decides to continue with her pregnancy and give birth. Similar informed consent provisions were struck down under Roe, but were later upheld under Casey. Those are the two landmark cases, by the way. They would certainly be challenged under Issue 1, and the court determination would likely turn on whether such provisions serve to, quote, burden, penalize, prohibit, interfere with, or discriminate. It is possible to foresee a court decision that said a waiting period was a burden, but that informed consent is not. If so, neither provision would be likely to survive 
the exclusive scrutiny tasks. So the 24-hour waiting period and informed consent likely go by the wayside. Ohio's current post-viability abortion restriction or similar restrictions, Ohio law currently bars abortions after a fetus is able to live outside the womb with a health exception for serious medical conditions. The health need must be certified by a second doctor, not in business with the doctor performing the abortion. Red, not an abortion doctor. The doctor performing the procedure must make best efforts to have the baby saved, such as by having a second doctor present and performing the abortion in a hospital with a NICU emergency care available. Issue one would likely eliminate those protections as the majority medical opinion would likely hold that these provisions do little or nothing to protect the life or health of the mother. Other regulation by the state is technically possible, but would be ineffective. The amendment allows the state to prohibit abortion after viability Quote, but in no case if the doctor thinks it necessary to protect the mother's life or health, a broad concept that is not defined in the amendment. Issue one gives sole discretion to the physician in deciding if the law applies with no requirement for a second opinion or objective criteria for evaluating the physician's professional judgment. That physician, by the way, could be an abortion doctor. Parental consent. Ohio law currently requires a doctor to inform a minor's parents before performing an abortion on a pregnant minor, but also allows, quote, judicial bypass where a minor can skip notification of her parents if a judge agrees that she is mature enough to decide on her own or that the abortion is in her best interest. The amendment does not specifically address parental consent. However, the parental consent statute would certainly be challenged on the basis that issue one gives abortion rights to any pregnant, quote, individual, not just a woman. Before Roe was reversed, parental consent laws were regularly challenged in courts. If issue one passes, the question for a court will be whether the term individual includes a minor. There's no guarantee that Ohio's parental consent law will remain in effect. Now, I'm going to stop at that point right there because I read a disgusting tweet earlier this morning from a quote, reporter in Cleveland at cleveland.com who pointed to that statement that uh, the amendment does not specifically address parental consent and said, see, this has nothing to do with parents' rights. Hey, bonehead, point to a spot in the United States Constitution where it talks about the right to abort. It doesn't. Yet for five decades, Roe v. Wade. And of course, like brainwashed progressive press members do he didn't want to talk about however the parental consent statute would certainly be challenged on the basis that issue one gives abortion rights to any pregnant individual not just a woman folks abortion to birth minors able to abort and gender transition without parental involvement it is on our doorstep wake up all right going to the bullpen john Patton, you're up Stay tuned to The Bruce Hooley Show, 98.9 FM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.